We certainly prayed for a quick ending to this war, and today we must thank and praise the Lord that it was a quick ending. Trinity Ministries has an important announcement that I'd like to share with you. Trinity Ministries, which are, by the way, is our emergency food shelf, as you know, is totally out of food. One day last week, 60 families were turned away without so much as a can of soup. Please bring one item or two each Sunday for this urgent and ongoing hunger on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We remind the fourth and fifth graders this morning to remain for the sacrament of communion, uh, confession. In the gospel lesson this morning, a group of four friends brought a paralyzed person to Jesus on a stretcher. At once, Jesus knew that this man's paralysis was due to sin. So he said to him, before he said anything else, your sins are forgiven. Now, having forgiven the sick man's sins, Jesus proceeded from the cause, sin, to the effect, paralysis. He then said to the forgiven paralytic, take up your stretcher and walk. And the paralyzed man did exactly that. Guilt. How many people today are paralyzed because of unforgiven sin? They cover it up. They let it fester within. And like the paralytic, they know that they are sinners, at least in a vague sort of way. But unlike the paralytic, they lack his will to be cured, to be forgiven. They do not seek the forgiveness that offers a new way of life. Instead, they seek to punish themselves for their sins. And that's why they hang on to the stretcher, the symbol of self-punishment, as if the suffering of the stretcher can atone for their sins. As long as they're suffering, they feel that they are paying for their sins, and it lessens the agony for them. But it's not the stretcher but the cross that atones and forgives and cleanses and renews and makes whole. Not all of the world's stretchers, not all of the world's suffering can wipe away our sins. Only the Savior, only the Redeemer, only Christ can do that. And here is where many of us differ from the paralytic. He wanted to be cured, to be forgiven, as much as his four friends wanted him cured, not only because they tore through the top of a roof to get him to Jesus, but also because when Jesus said to him, your sins are forgiven, 
The paralytic believed Jesus immediately. And when Jesus asked him to stand up, the paralytic did not argue with Jesus as to whether or not he had really been cured. He immediately rose to his feet because he believed in Jesus. So the healing came about not only because of the great desire to be forgiven, but also because of the great faith. The Gospel says when Jesus saw their faith, whose faith? Not just the faith of the paralytic, but also the faith of those four men who brought the paralytic to Jesus. And when Jesus sees such faith, even today, he responds with the same forgiveness, the same healing, and the same peace. So don't ever be afraid to come to Jesus. When Jesus spoke to the paralyzed man in the Gospel lesson this morning, he used a very beautiful word that we still use today in Greek. The word technon. technon. It's a beautiful word, word that means my little child, my beloved little child. So Jesus spoke tenderly to the paralytic, as tenderly as he would have spoken to a child. And so he will speak to you and to me when we come to him today with that same kind of faith. And as Jesus said to the paralytic, so he can say to you and to me today, your sins are forgiven. No other person in this universe has the right and the authority to speak those words to us. Only the Savior. And when we hear those liberating words from Jesus, the world's heaviest burden is removed from our shoulders. And the peace of God begins to pervade our entire being, and our heart sings for joy. My son, my daughter, your sins are forgiven. And the next words are, rise and take up your stretcher and go. In other words, get off that stretcher of paralysis. Get off that stretcher of self-punishment. Get off that stretcher of self-pity. And get off that stretcher of inactivity. Throw it away and go. Become like those four friends who carried you to Jesus. Bringing someone to Jesus is the greatest thing that one friend can do for another in liberating us from the paralysis of sin and guilt, Jesus makes us responsible members of his body, the church. Like those four friends who symbolize so beautifully what every church member should be doing, bringing others to Jesus. And by the way, that's what the word responsible means. It comes from the two words response and able in healing us and making us whole Jesus makes us responsible 
In other words, able to respond to his will. Able to love. Able to bear one another's burdens. Able to serve one another in love. Able to be like those four beautiful friends who brought the paralytic, cared enough and loved enough to bring him to Jesus and to let no obstacle stand in the way because when they could not get into the front door, they climbed the roof, opened a hole in the roof, and lowered the paralytic so that he came right before the feet of Jesus. A Lutheran pastor tells of being struck by a huge wave while surfing in California. His body was dashed against the beach with such great force that his neck was broken and he lay there helpless, unable to move a single muscle in his body, completely paralyzed. And as he was being rushed to the hospital in an ambulance, his pastor said that he thought of the paralytic in today's gospel lesson, on which he had preached many times during his ministry. And as he thought of the four men who brought him to Jesus on the stretcher, a beautiful thought came to him. Only now he said he was the paralytic, completely helpless, and totally dependent upon the doctors and the nurses, without whose help he was a dead man. He thought of them as the four friends who stopped at nothing to bring help to a helpless person. And he applied this to the church and discovered the importance of the church as the caring family of God's people. And that's how we, the members of Christ's body, the church, should care for others, he thought, as the members of the hospital staff cared for him, as the four friends cared enough for the paralytic to raise the roof in order to bring him before Jesus, and as Jesus himself cared for us in healing us, in forgiving us, in loving us, in feeding us, in washing our feet and in bleeding for us on the cross. So we are called to care and love and serve and bear one another's burdens. How many paralytics do we know today who could be healed through our help? People paralyzed by fear, by guilt, by discouragement, by weakness, by frustration. People unable to realize their God-given potential for lack of appreciation, affection, encouragement, recognition. People whose minds and spirits have become warped and twisted under the many, many burdens that they bear in life. So Jesus says to us today, now that your sins have been forgiven, get rid of the stretcher of self-punishment, of self-pity, 
of immobility and inactivity. Be responsible. Go out there and become like those four friends to the many other paralytics who lie on our doorstep today. Bring them to me, says Jesus, for forgiveness and for healing and for renewal and for wholeness. Let us pray. Grant me, dear Lord, the compunction to repent of my sins this Lent, to see myself in your presence as I have never seen myself before, to seek your forgiveness, to throw away the stretcher of self-punishment, the stretcher of excuse upon excuse, to rise to the new life, the new potential to which you are calling me in Christ Jesus, my Lord, to become a true friend to my fellow paralytics who seek the same healing, the same forgiveness that I sought. Help me to bring them to you. Amen.